welcome to Deep Rooted Healing, a contemplative podcast exploring the healing bridges that connect the body, mind, heart, and soul, including creative practices, touch, nature, spirituality, and community. I'm Emma Freeman, an artist, poet, massage therapist, and Reiki practitioner. I'm a highly sensitive person and sober. This podcast is a record of my own unfolding spiritual journey. May it be supportive for you in some way. I'm so glad you're here. Hi, everyone. This week I want to talk about working in sketchbooks and share how I've developed a sketchbook practice, the things that I've learned from doing it, um, the techniques that I like to explore, and just offer some reflections and insight on my. Um, practice with sketchbooks in the hopes that it'll help you. Um, so I started working in them about f- almost five years ago. Um, and I started by doodling in them um, because I really wanted to learn. I was feeling drawn to drawing at that point. And I really hadn't tried drawing since I was in college. So um 15 years before that-ish. So I didn't feel um, practiced in it or really didn't really know what I was doing. Um, But I had a sketchbook and I decided one night to try drawing with some um, just kind of regular ballpoint pens and I would doodle things around my house like my bookshelf and my coffee cup and the trees outside the window And, um, I was really enjoying what I was doing, uh, but I wanted to, I could tell that my drawing skills weren't great, but I did feel curious about it. So I started looking for some online art classes. And at that point I was really inspired by Lisa Congdon's work. And I had seen through her Instagram page, I think that she had these online classes for drawing on creative bug so I signed up for one of them and I loved it I loved getting to watch how she approached drawing um, and her style was really um, appealing to me I liked that it was an abstract kind of quirky drawing style it wasn't technical it wasn't about trying to make things look hyper realistic there's some whimsical bits about them about her style so that class really helped propel me forward with my um, drawing skills so then I kept drawing in that same sketchbook and then I took I think she had two or three drawing classes on creative bug so I took all of those and each time was really building what I was able to draw and really started to learn and notice what kinds of lines I liked and um, things like that so I ended up becoming just totally enthralled with drawing at that point. And I filled up multiple sketchbooks. I then started doing kind of like Zen Tangle style drawings where I would create a shape and then fill it in with tiny little lines. And I started using the Micron drawing pens because that's what Lisa Congdon was using. And I love those because they come in um, super, super fine tips all the way to a brush tip. So you can make really, really tiny lines up to really thick lines. Um, So I was playing around a lot with those. And then I just kept going. So I kept 
filling up sketchbooks with different drawings and I would get ideas from what I had drawn before um, and also from not only those online art classes but then I started to look on YouTube on Pinterest a lot I would gather drawings and illustrations that inspired me and then um, look at those and just try practicing drawing one element so I would see like a leaf or you know like a blueberry or something in an illustration that caught my eye and it was really simple enough that it wasn't I didn't feel too intimidated to try it so then I would use that as a jumping off point to keep propelling me forward so fast forward to now with the drawing part of the sketchbook practice um, I've filled probably 20 or so sketchbooks with drawings and through that practice I developed my style of drawing because when I started I didn't have a style it emerged along the way so I started by emulating some Elisa Condon style um, but quickly as soon as I did that it actually what was emerging was my own style because when we try to um, emulate someone else's work you know you really can't it's never going to come out exactly the same unless you're tracing it with tracing paper because our hands move in different ways you know we're bringing a different energy to the materials and to the subject matter even if we're not conscious of that that's what i've learned happens so it's incredibly empowering to give ourselves permission to emulate people's work and of course give credit where it's due and you know if if work ends up looking a lot like someone else's you want to be mindful of not you know trying to sell it um, as your own if it really doesn't have your own look to it that's a very different thing but in terms of learning how to draw or how to do a medium I think it can be so incredibly helpful to go through that emulating process. Um, and it, anyways, it really helped me with my drawing skills. And what emerged through that drawing practice in the sketchbooks was a series of plant and nature drawings. Cause I found that I was really loving drawing simple flowers, different plants and different leaves. And then from there, just from filling up a whole bunch of pages, I would go back and look through them and scan them. And with my background as a photographer, I know how to use Photoshop. And so I would um, scan them, bring them into Photoshop and start to play around with adding different colors digital, di digitally to the drawings. And, and then from there, just from that playing, I started to create prints and greeting cards and um, fabric designs that I put on spoon flower and this work this collection really of illustrations started to emerge very naturally and organically from that sketchbook practice and then what also happened was I developed this series of food drawings because I thought I, I had seen a lot of vintage illustrations of food that were catching my eye and some modern ones too. And I thought, oh, it'd be fun. To, I'm just going to try that. So I did. And then the same thing, I would scan some of them, play around with colors, and I would love what happened. And I ended up creating a series of prints that I now sell in my Etsy shop that were all those food prints. And I made some um, fabric designs out of those too, which are in my Spoonflower shop. 
So for me, it's always been, you know, the sketchbook practice has really, I didn't know it was going to lead to those things when I started. It just started because I was intrigued by drawing and I felt like I wanted to give it a go. So if anything, you know, if that can be encouragement, if you're feeling intimidated by working in a sketchbook or not really sure, you know, where it's going to lead, if you can just start to like trust that some magic might happen through it and probably will happen. That doesn't mean that it's going to turn into a product necessarily. It might, but that doesn't have to be what happens. It could be that it just feels really good and you surprise yourself with what you're capable of. Um, and I remember before I worked in sketchbooks, they felt mysterious to me. I knew that other artists worked in them, but I didn't have a practice yet working with them. So it didn't make sense to me, really. It was like, um, I didn't get that it's really like uh, what I do now, that it's really a space to explore and discover new ideas and all the things that I had heard other artists describe. I just hadn't lived it yet, so I hadn't really felt it personally, but now I have. And then um, most recently, so I have two other kind of sketchbook practices that I've been doing recently. One of them is in these old books, these vintage books that I have found at thrift stores. And that idea came about because I saw on Instagram, there's a group called the Old Book Revivalists. And it's an um, open creative project put together by another artist to use old books as sketchbooks. And when I saw that, I thought that was brilliant. And so I started it um, at the beginning of 2020. And my my idea, my jumping off point was that I really wanted to explore abstract art making. That was something at that point that I hadn't explored really much at all. A little bit, but not much. I definitely didn't have my own um, abstract language at all. And But I was really drawn to it. When I looked at work online, I was more and more drawn to abstract work. So I thought, well, this might be a cool way to give myself a container to explore it within. So I took an old vintage book and I started to paint on the pages with acrylic paints, watercolor. I started to collage different papers that I had started to do explored mark making with different objects like paper straws and forks, spoons, coffee stir sticks, little bits of cardboard. Um, I started, that's really when I started to also play around with using tea bags as collage material that I would paint and mark on and crumple up and then um, glue down. So, and now, so I started those in... January of 2020. And now at this point, I have four of those old book sketchbooks going at the same time. Um, and they're all full of mixed media uh, abstract work, a lot of collage, a lot of other mixed media like drawing and painting mixed together. And I have video tours of all of those sketchbooks on my website and also on my Instagram page, which I'll link to in case you want to see what they look like and what my approach to them was. Um, and really through that practice, just like with the drawing sketchbook practice, I developed my abstract language. And now that I've worked in them for 
on and off for 10 months, I can see that I really, now I know and just intuitively am creating abstract work. It's flowing because I've practiced so much. So the kinds of marks, the kinds of colors, the layering of different materials, all of those different components are continuing to naturally emerge and expand. Um, but I love having the container of the sketchbook because it, um, it's small for one, so it's not overwhelming. It also, there's something about working on pages that already have words, even though I'm not directly responding to any of the words, although you certainly could if that spoke to you, but there's um, something that makes the sketchbook feel less intimidating to me. I don't get that, that like uh, blank page fear that I do sometimes with blank sketchbooks. With the old books, there's just the energy of creativity already within them. And it's a subtle thing, but I can sense it and it just invites play. And there, which, it, which really inspires me to be more free, more open, more experimental. Um, so yeah, so that's been really exciting and fun and nourishing. And now when I flip back through those, I love them. Like they've become art pieces in and of themselves. They're like sculptures almost. Um, they're sketchbooks, but they're so, it's a journal. It's a record of time in my life. Um, they're really precious to me. And then the last one I wanted to share, I, um, I found these beautiful journals that are made out of Nepalese Lokta paper. I found them online. And um, when I saw them, I really was drawn to the paper quality. It's really, if you don't, haven't seen Lokta paper before, you can look it up. It's really soft and it's handmade. So it's got um, imperfections and um, you can see the fibers of the paper. It's really beautiful. So I thought, well, instead of using it as a journal, what if I just use it as a sketchbook? So I got a couple of them and this was a few months ago now. Um, and I started to make some more mixed media collage pieces, but that were a little more, um, I started to incorporate more textiles and stitching and also cheesecloth. So a lot of fibers in addition to, um, different papers and they ended up becoming the series that I then just cut the pages out of the sketchbook because I thought, well, right, I can do that. Why not? And now I'm going to offer those for sale actually really soon through my website. Um, but I love that they emerged as a sketchbook practice. I didn't set out thinking, okay, I'm going to make a collection of mixed media work to sell. It was through experimentation and play and exploration that the work emerged. And now there's a collection that I'm really proud of and really resonates with me that I'm now ready to share. So I don't know if that makes sense, but that really seeing that pattern in my process is really helpful and reassuring because I've felt for so much of my life that I should have a plan. I should know what I'm doing and stick to it. And I've never been wired that way or I'll have a plan and then something will shift along the path in many different parts of my life. And I've been so hard on myself about that. And 
now my art practice is actually teaching me that no, I don't actually, it's good if I don't have a plan because what actually emerges along the path, as long as I've got ideas and a container and some gentle discipline, if I can just continue to walk down the path, incredible magical things will emerge. And my meaning and my sense of identity and clarity about what's going on within me will emerge. So I hope that is helpful or interesting or maybe create some new questions for you or ideas for things that you might try and explore. Um, if you already have a sketchbook practice or you are curious about trying one um, and just weren't don't know where to start, maybe I... I hope that I sparked something, um, or maybe you just like hearing about the way that I've been working. Um, and if you, you know, if you want to try working in a sketchbook and you haven't done it before, I would say, um, you know, if you're drawn to the old book idea, try it. There's the thing that I learned through thrifting for um, so long with the shop that I ran where I, I sold secondhand things. So I was in thrift stores multiple times a week for two years. Um, there are thousands of books that are being just thrown away. And, um, so there are so many, like you could just go to a thrift store and find one. I chose ones mostly that didn't, um, they didn't speak to me in terms of the words or like the topic. I didn't want to keep those books, um, but I liked the cover. Um, the paper quality was was good, so I knew that um, I wanted to try making art on them. So if you go that route, you want to try it, go to a thrift store, find a vintage book. I would suggest feeling the pages and trying to find one that has slightly thicker pages. I learned through doing that the thinner pages tend to rip and can stick together and cause holes a little bit more easily than the thicker pages. So the ones that I used were mostly fiction books and then one was a um, textile printing book. I had tried a photography book, a larger format one that was made in the 90s and it had glossier pages. Um, I didn't like the, f I wasn't as excited about working with that one for some reason and ended up stopping a few pages in and then shifting to the smaller format fiction books. But you could do anything, you know, or if working in the old sketchbooks or old books doesn't appeal to you, you could just get a sketchbook from an art store, any format. There's so many different sizes. And I would say just pick one and and try it out and find some ideas to start with. Give yourself a container of either subject matter or a material. That's a good jumping off point if you aren't sure where to start. And then look for inspiration online on Pinterest or on Instagram or in art books outside you know find if you're going to choose let's say leaves are your theme go outside and collect some leaves look on pinterest for leaf illustrations and just keep it super simple and just try drawing what you see and then i would say also um 
I mean, online classes have been huge for me in propelling me forward with um, all of my whole art practice. So Creative Bug is a great resource. Obviously, YouTube. I have some art classes coming up in the next few months that I'll be teaching live on Zoom that you can find on my website. Um, so, yeah, I think I think we'll leave it there. I hope this was enjoyable for you to listen to. Thank you so much for being here, and um, I'll see you next week. <laughs>